Hi, and welcome to the Mama Knows Beauty Business Podcast. I'm your host, Dina Yusin. Let's talk raising babies and a beauty business. This is a show where we can learn and grow together. You and I know it takes a village to raise a baby and often a tribe to raise a business. Do you find yourself wondering how does she do it? Toddlers to teens, taxes to taglines. Well, you're about to find out. Let's learn how she makes her life and business glow and grow mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. From brows, babies, and bronzing, or lashes, long nights, and lovely skin. We discuss it all. Raising babies and a beauty business. What it takes to succeed. For more information, check out Instagram at Mama Knows Beauty Business. I can't wait to connect with you. See you soon. Well, hey, hey, and thanks for tuning in today. I'm glad to have you along. Today's episode is going to be a really good one. My guest has a different mama story. However, I know that a lot of you will find it extremely relatable. She is also a pioneer in the sunless tanning industry. My guest is the one and only Shauna Dexter. Shauna is the founder of ASTP, which is the Association for Sunless Tanning Professionals, as well as the creator of the Sunless Summit, which is currently the only conference in the world devoted solely to growing the sunless industry through education and connection. She has a spray tanning studio in Kansas, which started out as a side gig in her basement while she worked a full-time job. She now employs six people, and her studio has three spray tanning rooms as well as three teeth whitening chairs. So get comfy, listen closely. I am excited to share my guest with you, Shauna Dexter, and hear all about how she makes raising babies and her beauty business seem so easy. Yeah, so welcome to the show. I'm glad to have you. Um, Go ahead and tell me who you are, where you're at, and what you do. All right. Well, I am Shauna Dexter. I am the founder of Recreating Race Spray Tan Studio in Olathe, Kansas. I'm also the founder of Association of Sunless Tanning Professionals, which is how you came into my life. Um, And yeah, those are my two big jobs these days. Those are big jobs as it is, and you do a great job with both of those. Um, oh, thank you. So I'm super excited to chat with you today because we talked um, a few days ago or so. You have a little bit of different of a story about moms in the beauty business. I think it's a very relatable story. So I would love for you to share some of that with my listeners, if you would. It's definitely different in that I am actually childless. Um, I have never birthed children, so that is a little unique that I still call myself a mom because I am a stepmom now of 15 years, and for um, about 10 of those 15 years, my husband and I had custody of his three children, so I was a full-time stepmom. So um, I, you will hear me refer to them as my kids. 
I regularly do that because in my mind, um, they are my kids. You know, I, people always used to say to me like, oh, you don't have your own kids. You don't know what it's like to be, you know, have them be your own. And in my world, they are my own um, because that's all I know. So there's no um, feeling of greater love or anything like that, that would come with having birthed my own children. Um, they are my kids and they are my loves and they are, you know, just as part, as much a part of my family as my husband is. So that's right. where we're at. I love that. I love that. There's lots of blended families nowadays and you don't know any different. So that's why it's a unique story in that you don't have children that you birth, so to speak, but exactly children, because that's what you know. So I have a good question for you oh, going goodness. into the industry, starting your business um, <laughs> and having these children. I'm not sure. Did you start your business prior to having full custody of the kids or did you start after you had full custody? No. So we ended up, I believe it was, let me think back. Yeesh. Um, it was 2010 when the kids came to live with us full time. And I started my business in 2011. My oldest stepson, Taylor, was getting ready um, to go to college. He was a senior in high school. And suddenly my husband and I were hit with that reality of we were going to have to pay for college somehow. Um, why we hadn't thought of that to that point, I don't know. I, we were probably still paying for our little custody um, battle. But it really smacked us in the face when, you know, the acceptance letters started coming in the mail and looking at the costs associated with attending college. Like I thought college was expensive in 1995 when I went to college. Um, no, it was not. <laughs> and so today is really like, honestly, financially debilitating for a lot of families, um, especially just normal working families. I had a decent job. I had a stable job. Um, and in 2011, that was important. The economy was still kind of rebounding from the whole 2008, 2009 thing. And so just having that stability was really important, but I didn't make a lot of money, um, nor did my husband. So you're sitting there looking at, you know, Oh, well, one year of um, tuition, books, room and board, easy $25,000. Uh, we didn't have $25,000 laying around. So we said, okay, we're going to do what we have to do. And for me, that's a, I said, okay, I'll get another job. Like I'll go wait tables or whatever it may be. Well, at the same time, I was um, finding spray tans and ha we had gone to a big um, event, formal event for my work, actually, in April of 2011. And I got my first spray tan for that. And the woman came to my house to tan me and she's like two and a half hours late. She was supposed to be there at 8 p.m., she didn't get there until 1030. Um, wow. She like took me down to my basement, 
no tent, no nothing, just starts like spraying me. Okay, whatever. I didn't know any better. So for me, I was like, all right, this is just what this is. Um, Next day I wake up and I am so freaking tan. And I know people can't see me right now, but I'm like the whitest white girl ever. I am Irish and fair and so white. And so to wake up the next morning, like uber tan was a shock to the system. But within about mm, two hours, I was like, oh, hell, I look good. (laughs) I love this, you know, never seeing myself with a tan before. So that kind of planted the seed, honestly, like, oh, this is pretty amazing. But the service sucked. When you're two and a half hours late for an appointment, okay, we're already off to a bad start. Right. So I tried another place um, that I found a Groupon for, Lord help me. Um, again, the experience, you know, I'm not kidding. So the first time it was okay. The second time I went to this place, it was a Saturday morning and the woman came into the room to spray me and I'm standing there half naked and topless. And she starts complaining about her ex-husband telling me how she got so drunk the night before, Um, literally 10 minutes of telling me her whole life story while I'm standing there topless and she's not even spraying me she's just talking at me and I'm standing there thinking that like I must be on candid camera or something like this is not really (laughs) happening then she turned around and walked out of the room she like totally forgot to spray me did not even like she was so out of it I'm pretty sure she was still drunk from the night before Mm -hmm. and so she walked out of the room. I quickly put my clothes on. I laid, I left my group on because I knew I wasn't going back. Um, I got to my car in the parking lot and called my husband and said, I'm going to be a spray tanner. And I had no idea what that meant. I had no idea what that entailed. I didn't know if I needed a license. I didn't know anything, but I knew that like, I have had two really bad experiences. Um, doing this but hell the real housewives look good with their spray tan so why can't I look like that right right exactly three months later recreating rays was born and the rest is history it's been almost nine years um it was three months between my first spray tan experience and me launching my job or me launching my business so congratulations that's that's definitely but you felt in that moment that you could give a, a better, better experience. experience. Yes, a better experience. A better experience. Yes. And um, I knew if I took it seriously, it could be good money, good, especially side money, like um, way better than waiting tables. Mm-hmm. I could set my own schedule. Um, really important for me at the time was I didn't want to work on weekends. My kids all participated in sports. We were crazy busy, especially my daughter. She played travel softball. And I wanted to be able to do those things. I didn't want a second job that said that prevented me from doing those things and still being a part of my family while trying to better support my family. So um, starting my own business made the most sense. And that's what I did. And now here we are. Here you are. So you started out from what I understand in a home studio. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, for everyone listening, having a home studio is vastly different in every state. So be sure yes, you're very, listening. Very different. Yes. And again, 10 years later, it is even more different yes. than yes. So make sure you check your 
local rules and things like that. Amen. So you started um, in your home having Mm -hmm. this wonderful spray tanning business. Now, how old was your daughter? So my daughter at the time was 12. Um, So my kids ranged from 12 to 18 when I started my business. And um, she was my guinea pig the poor thing, like when I was teaching myself how to spray tan, because then there was not training, right? Like you could not learn how to spray tan somewhere. Trust me, I googled every single thing I could think of to try to find like an in person training. And especially in the Midwest, there was nothing. It was more prevalent on the coast, but in the Midwest, no way. And so I'm self taught, which I don't recommend. (laughs) I mean, the learning curve was Mm -hmm. huge um but so she was my guinea pig and I would just start slapping some solution on her and it'd be running everywhere and look terrible and I'd tell her to run upstairs and shower fast but get that off because that is not what this is supposed to look like um there were many crying moments for both of us (laughs) frankly (laughs) where I was just like I was crumpled on the floor, like, I'm never going to figure this out. And she's crying because she's scared she's going to look insane at school the next day. You know, she's in middle school, so it's very influential time. So, yeah, they range from 12 to 18. But like I said, they were my number one priority. So, you know, this little what was at the time side gig, I was working 40 hours a week. So I was working... 7.30 to 5.30 at my job. It was actually 45 hours a week. So 7.30 to 5.30 at my job every day, Monday through Friday. And then I would come home, I would fly home and I would tan from six to nine or 10 every night. Um, But that allowed me to take the weekends off. So I had very, very, very long days. Yes. um, But I was willing to sacrifice. So that's what I did. Right. And that that's the plus of, again, you need the extra money. Start this little side hustle. It pans out as you're resourceful and learned yeah. then to grow. And it gives you that freedom to enjoy the kids, enjoy the weekends, all those things. So looking back now, is there one piece of advice you wish someone, another mom or somebody that had started their own business had given you? Or Good question. Um, you know, I think for me, I did a decent job of balancing because I knew what my priorities were. I didn't have a lot of my life in line at that point. I'm not going to lie. Um, hell, I still don't, but I did have my priorities straight and I knew that my family was number one. Um, now there are probably times where they didn't feel like that. Right. Or my business um, maybe did keep me from doing things that I wanted to do. But ultimately, I was working toward the goal of having the freedom to be able to be at everything. It didn't come until they were later in life and they were grown, (laughs) essentially. Um, But, you know, by the time I quit my full time job and transitioned to being you know, just a spray tanner and had, you know, just worked for myself. My middle stepson was in, he was a senior in high school that year. And so it was only two years after I started my business that I 
um, quit my full-time job. And so Nick was a senior and I was able to attend all of the things. The senior said all the poor seniors this year. Yeah, the poor seniors this year, right? Uh, Breaking my heart for them and their parents. Yes. Um, Amanda, I'm talking to you. Yes. Absolutely. But, you know, the scholarship um, ceremonies and awards programs and all those things, I got to be there because um, I was finally at a point where I was working for myself. Right. And so the short-term sacrifice definitely led to a long-term gain for all of us, for me and my family. So now you're established, you're growing and booming from what I understand. What is something that is now, well, let's back up. What's something that helps you create that work-life balance? So if there is such a thing, let's be real, as entrepreneurs are- I think it's funny when people use that term because, you know, I've thought a lot about this and for the last eight weeks where I've been stuck at home, Um, I have really dug deep on myself and work has gone to the side for the first time in nine years. Mm -hmm. I have put my business on the back burner and said, I'm going to spend this time focusing on me. I'm 43 years old. I have, you know, 20 years probably left of my career and I want to be happy for those 20 years. I don't want to wait until retirement to live my life. And so it's become really important for me to kind of look at what is important. And, you know, I have really started to realize that there is no such thing as a work-life balance, at least for me. Um, There will be times when work is the most important thing in my life. There will be times when living my life is the most important thing in my life. And that's okay. You know, um, I think we put this notion out there that you can have a work-life balance and that if you don't have a work-life balance, then you're in some way messed up um, because you should be able to do all the things and do them all well. And that's baloney. Yes. Um, there will be times when your family suffers because you are more focused on your career. And there will be times where your you suffer <laughs> because you are trying to do all the things. So I think just finding the time where and acknowledging that and saying, it's okay mm-hmm. to not be balanced at all times. And to say, You know, I am going to do the best I can every day. And for me right now in my life, that looks like taking care of me Mm -hmm. and my mental health and my physical health. um, Those have become my number one priority in the last eight weeks. And they will remain my number one priority even after my business reopens. So that's, I think work-life balance is, you know, that's an oxymoron. (laughs) Yeah, I agree 100%. And that's why I put it out there and let it, you know, just let it simmer on however anybody wants to, you know, respond to that. Yeah, because everybody's different, so too, you know. And and some people think, 
still think that they can achieve that. And if they can, great for them, but I'm not one of them. Right. And you throw in like, I mean, being a mom, you're doing many different things. Your kids are a little older now as are mine, but you think of those moms, you know, once when they were little, having that balance is super hard sometimes juggling a business, growing a business or working in a beauty business because our energy is expended on the people in front of us. So taking Mm -hmm. care of ourselves, for me, I wish I had learned it sooner because I did not learn it. We think, okay, we mom, we parent, we, we grow these little things to be great functioning adults. And then, oh, we have a business. Oh, we need to grow this business. We got to grow the, you know, and they run, I say it oftentimes in the podcast, they run parallel. Like you grow a business and you're growing children or raising babies, mm-hmm. raising a beauty business. That's why that's the tagline because there are so many similarities. But as a mom, as a woman, it's so important to take care of ourselves. So I agree with you wholeheartedly on that work-life balance. Now, do you have anything that you do to help prepare yourself for that semi-quasi sense of stability or um, like, is there any non-negotiable in your life well, and a business owner? I will say that, you know, it for the first nine years, no. I mean, I have been totally just flying by the seat of my pants. And that is just kind of my personality. That's who I am. I am not like type A in any sort of way. Um, you know, that's why I hire people who are type A. Um, they need to balance me. And so I have always just been this chick who flew by the seat of my pants, trusted my gut, went with where, you know, wherever the wind took me, that's where I'm going that day. And those are things that I'm trying to change about myself now. You know, I'm trying to implement a daily morning routine. I have nailed my nighttime routine. Like I have, you know, at eight o'clock every night, guy, that sounds like such an old lady, but I don't care. I know what works for me at eight o'clock every night. I go upstairs. I take a bath. I watch crap TV that, you know, is completely mindless or I read. And that is until 1030 and lights out at 1030. And I sleep for eight hours, eight to nine hours. That is definitely a non-negotiable for me now. Sleep. I have learned in the last four months since I quit drinking, um, Sleep is, you know, the cornerstone of everything else in our lives. And if we're not getting good sleep, we're going to be kindly, kind of useless in all other aspects of our lives, at least not be our best. Absolutely. So I've lived the last many years of my life, not my best. And um, I can acknowledge that now, like being able to take a step back. But um, I meditate now almost every day. I'm still not quite to the daily routine yet because I have not nailed that morning routine yet, but I do meditate almost every day. Now I work out almost every day. Now I eat different than I ever have. I mentioned I quit drinking. That has been the biggest catalyst to change in my life. Um, And I'm really proud of the changes I've made. And I wish I would have done it 10 years ago because it would have made me a much better mom and a much better business owner and a much better wife and a much better employee. And I would have been a much better person without alcohol in my life. And that's just a personal thing. Right. Uh, but for me, that has been the catalyst to initially like better sleep, which 
now in turn is allowing me to develop these better routines and these better habits. Mm-hmm. And so exercise, meditation, um, I think will make me a better business owner mm-hmm. and mom, even though my kids are grown. You're you know, still I'm, yeah. I'm sitting here today with as an empty nester. And that is insane to me. Allie is graduating um, this month from dental hygiene school and she lives with her boyfriend and um you know my middle son lives in arizona with his girlfriend and my oldest son lives on his own and has a great job and so like i'm 43 years old i'm an empty nester and i'm navigating a new phase of my life as a mom absolutely and as a business owner and i love the quote it um resonates with so many people when you know better you do better and so that's that's, you know, basically sums up exactly what you said. You can't beat yourself up. We can't beat ourselves mm-hmm. up as women, business owners, and moms, which we tend to do. Society yeah. gives us this overview of how we're supposed to parent, and that looks very different. I mean, exactly your sh- your shoes. I mean, it resonates being there's um, lots of blended families, step parenting. I am one as well. It's mm-hmm. different. So when you know better, you do better. Um, on that note, do you so, seem to um, surround yourself with women in particular that are moms to help guide you or navigate? Or do you find that you gravitate to women who are not moms? Do you notice that? Have you ever I seen have that? a great blend of friends. Um, I have two very good friends who do not have children. Um, and then I have, you know, probably two very good friends who have now, you know, kids ranging anywhere from, you know, 13 to 25. And then um, my best friend, she just, she's like my little sister. I actually used to babysit her when she was a kid and she has become my little sister because I am an only child. And so um, she just had her son a year and a half ago. And so watching her become a mom has um, definitely kind of tugged at my heartstrings and made me, um, I never wanted children. I should say that I was like, it was something I always knew about myself. I was like, I don't want kids. And when my, I met my husband, well, I found him on match.com. 15 years ago and his profile said he had three kids and I was like well he's pretty cute I'll let him buy me dinner a couple of times (laughs) but I am not interested in that three kid thing like that no way Jose and at that time I was still delusional enough to think that I was gonna find a man in his 30s who hadn't been married or had kids like right right if that was the case there was definitely a reason they hadn't was what I was finding. So, you know, I surround myself with women who are in all sorts of different stages of life. Um, one who, it, whose life is very parallel to mine. Um, and she has older kids Two who have, um, no children. So they understand that aspect of who I am. Um, my lifelong best friend has kids who are, you know, eight and 13. And then now my little sister, Whitney, who has a one and a half year old. So I kind of 
have women in my life who are at all different stages. Right. And it's fun. It makes things um, unique. And it gives me a different perspective because all of those people are at different stages of their lives. And being on the outside, looking in of that, talking to them about their experiences, you know, changes my perspective and my experience. So absolutely, it sure does. We can be influenced in different ways, positive and negative from different people by their surroundings. And again, being a mom and you get to see it from different points of view. Like you said, you didn't birth a child. So your best friend who now has this little one, mm-hmm. you get to share that with her, which is so important, especially once you're older, you bring a new take to them, but they're still giving to you in a different way. Um, sure. Is there anybody business wise that inspires you? That's a, I mean, you know, that's a, a loaded question. Yeah. Well, um, let's go rephrase it. So since we're kind of on moms and beauty, is there a woman who inspires you that is a mother that is running a business? Do you have anybody of that sort? Or I guess if you don't, that's okay. That's acceptable too, because that's <laughs> for sure. Well, I, you know, I'm sure there are mothers out there. I'll be honest, like, I don't know a lot of people who have their own businesses. And that's a little bit different um, space for me to be in because, you know, I do have a, I, is such a big part of my life, like being a business owner. Um, so not having someone, you know, in my everyday life, of course, I have people like you and Amanda and right. all these people who understand in a different way. But, um, but no, I mean, no one that I can think of who really inspires me. I got to inspire myself, girlfriend. I'm over here living some weird life. That's okay. (laughs) I cannot find anyone whose life is inspired. Yeah, but truthfully, I mean, that's a great, it's still a good answer because part of why I'm doing this podcast is because being a mom sometimes for those moms with different ages, like you're an empty nester, but think of the ones it's sometimes lonely if you don't have mom friends or you don't, you know, you're not, socially, whatever. But the same with running a business. Sometimes, I mean, you're a great example. You started ASTP because you wanted that connection Connection. with women who were in the same industry. So being an entrepreneur or just like your lovely manager, Amanda, it's Mm -hmm. sometimes lonely. I mean, we, not everybody gets it. But of course. again, it's different. So again, the, I, that's not a bad answer by any stretch and, of the And you're exactly right. That's why I started ASTP because I felt isolated. I felt like no one understood what was happening in my life and what I was going through. And I think it's so important to connect with people who can at least understand your business life or your mom life mm-hmm. or whatever that is. And I'm I'm grateful for social media and things like that, that allow people that connection now um, in different ways. And then at the same time, I mean, social media can be horrible, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I do think that it has brought something great to our lives and um, allowed us a way to connect with people that we have similarities with that we would never be able to connect with in our normal everyday life. Everyday life. Absolutely. That's part of why this spawned the podcast for me is that being a mom and growing a business, I hire moms, you know, that Mm -hmm. work for me. So that helps. 
But again, just like what you said, you started that. And um, backstory, that's how I met Shauna was through ASTP, such a great association. I will link all that in the show notes so people can get that information. Um, I did interview your manager, Amanda, such a lovely collaboration story. Oh, man. I mean, you guys, she, I, I won't. changed my life. Oh, I, and I think she changed, you both changed a lot of lives sharing that story so candidly at Summit, just showing the growth. It gives myself, and I know I probably speak for other people. I mean, I can't say that, but I can say it. Yeah, you give inspiration. I say that to you every year when I see you guys, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Well, and we hear that a lot. And and we're grateful to know that we um, inspire other people. And for people who don't know, you know, Amanda was technically my competitor. And um, we met, we hit it off, we became good friends. And long story short, I, she ended up working contracts for me for a while. And then I brought her on to work with me um, full time. I am a huge believer of we are stronger together than we are competing. And she and I have very different personalities, similar, but different, Mm -hmm. different strengths in life and she changed my life and my business in only good ways and by embracing her as my competition and saying you know I'm not going to be afraid that she might steal all my clients or anything ridiculous like that I can send back today and say it was you know, ridiculous thoughts that I had for a really long time. But we do have a unique situation because sometimes competition is ugly. And that's just how it is. Right. But, you know, ultimately, why our relationship works so well is also, I understand that the most important thing for Amanda is being a mom. Mm -hmm. And so I work with her on every aspect of that. If she, you know, her hours, she doesn't want to work in the evenings because she wants to be with her family. I get that. And I understand that. And so she doesn't work evenings. Now she does. If she needs to, she's like, she's the best person ever. I'm freaking obsessed with her. Um, But, you know, she knows that I am going to work with her because I understand that being a mom comes first. Yes. And, she was upfront with that from day one, you know, she had planned to be a stay at home mom and that was her life decision. And until she started her little, you know, spray tanning business and then we met and the rest is history, but her number one priority is being a mom. And so that is my number one priority for her. And I accept that as part of our relationship. No, I, I applaud both of you. I said it to her. I'll say it to you. We won't digress on all of it or continue because it is so we talk about it forever. <laughs> we could, we could. And that might be another podcast because that may be a specific topic. I'm already thinking ahead that, you know, having employees and having, like you said, that collaboration over competition that it exists. So yeah, another podcast. It does. We're, we're lucky we, we got there. Extremely lucky because then it's a, all about balance. Um, all about balance. 
All right. Well, to um, close up the show, what I want to ask is one last question. If you could give one piece of advice to a mom that's just beginning in the industry, a mom that's working in the industry, kind of like your manager, Amanda, Mm -hmm. what would it be? You come first. I think um, we lose ourselves as women all the time. And we take on these roles and we play a part and it's so easy to put everyone else ahead of you. And I did it for years. Amen. Me too. And, um, I now at 43 wish I could go back and tell, you know, 23 or 33 year old me that I am the most important person in my world. And that without me, nothing else happens. So, you know, I think it's so easy to just get lost, to, to find yourself like sitting there every night, not even knowing what happened to your day, what you did, you know, feeling like you haven't done enough, no matter what you've accomplished. And I'm starting to embrace the days where I don't accomplish anything. Um, those are some of my best days. <laughs> And yeah, when your kids are younger, that's just not a possibility unless you have a great partner, which hopefully you do, Um, but not everyone does. And I understand that. But I think that taking care of yourself first and foremost and making yourself the number one priority in your life, there's nothing selfish about that. We're, we're taught that it's selfish. Um, And I think mental health is, for me, something that I've become extremely passionate about because it is so easy to lose yourself. And when you lose yourself, that leads to a whole lot of other problems, anxiety, depression, um, alcoholism, like a million things that you do to just numb out because it's so stressful. And so, you know, really looking out for yourself and establishing routines that allow you to take care of yourself first and foremost. They always say it, you know, you can't be good for anybody else if you're not good for yourself. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, but nobody tells you how to do that and right. how to live that. Right. And you have to figure out what that looks like for you and be selfish and take the time to figure that out right. because you will. <laughs> it's hard. It is hard. Super hard. It's hard as a mom, as a business owner, as everything. Like they tell us, um, another guest mentioned this and it, it just re echoes in my head in an airplane. They tell you put the oxygen mask on yourself. And that makes sense. Like as a mom, you can't be the best version of you being a mom without taking care of yourself. We think we can. And the same thing running a business, you can't be the best version of yourself as a employee or a business owner without mm-hmm. taking care of yourself mentally, physically, physically, yeah, emotionally, emotionally. And I say spiritually too. That's, you know, yeah, all it all, it all ties together. Yes. And that's the best thing that comes with age is wisdom, wisdom. Yeah. And really understanding those things. You know, people told me these things all my life, but since I've gotten into this fourth decade of my life, I have really begun to realize like what that looks like for me and people aren't lying. It is important to take care of yourself. It is. And you don't want to get to the point where your kids are gone 
race and you look back and say, what, what the hell just happened? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> not, because it, it, it's a unique situation when your kids are adults and you, you do look back at all, all the mistakes you've made, but you also want to look back and say, wow, I did a really freaking good job. But at the same time, I didn't lose myself and I didn't lose my sanity. Yes. So. Yes, I agree. I agree with you 100% on that. So we'll close up on that note. I want to say thank you. Thank you. I have enjoyed this chat. It was so fun. Yes, so much fun. So tell everybody where they can find you. Of course, I'll link it in the show notes, but go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you. Okay, well, I have another new endeavor I'm taking on. So you can find my business at recreatingrays.com. Association of Sunless Tanning Professionals is sunlesspros.org. And there is an S on that, sunlesspros.org. And I am launching a blog to talk about all of these things. Um, I've mentioned a couple of times that I quit drinking this year, and that has become a major part of my life. Um, but my blog is going to be all about basically being a stepmom, um, my journey with my kids and my journey as an entrepreneur, and then a lot of things I've learned along the way, all that wisdom I was just talking about. So that will be um, shaunadexter.com. Wow. I'm super excited to hear about that. I will definitely be watching for that. And I thank you, friend, and I look forward to chatting again soon, okay? Thanks, babe. You're welcome. Wow. So that was such a great interview. I truly enjoyed chatting with her today, and I'm glad you decided to join us. Will you do me a favor? Take a second, screenshot this episode, tag me on Instagram at Mama Knows Beauty Business and let me know what your favorite part of the interview was or the most relatable part that you find as a mama in the beauty industry. I look forward to connecting with you. And as always, have a great day. Bye-bye.